Yeah, play a little something. Sunday morning after Christmas. I hope you all had a wonderful celebration um, remembering the birth of our Savior. I do have a couple of announcements. Um, even in the midst of the joy of this season, there is a lot that has happened that we are sad about. Um, first, his Sal's passing this past week. Um, so I just ask that you continue to lift up the Salas family. In addition, we had word that uh, Ron Lambert, um, his mother passed away, um, Jackie, this past week. So there is sorrow that has happened um, and continues. And also the other announcement is Lynette's sister, Berdine, was in the rehab center and she's been transferred to the hospital due to some complications in her recovery. So it is, <laughs> we, Turn to God, and we know that he is our hope, even in the midst of difficulties. Um, I also want to let you know that we are starting a new series next week uh, in First Peter, and that will take us through for a little while. We hope to spend some time in that letter. And then the last announcement I have this morning is that Emmy Mooker will be preaching. She's my daughter. She has been going to Fuller Seminary, will be graduating this May with her Master's in Divinity. So we have an opportunity to have her bring the word to us this morning. Please join me in prayer. God, you are the anchor for our souls. You are our refuge in times of trouble. You are our hope in times of sadness. You are the rock on which we stand. 
we invite you here this morning. We ask that your presence is with us, that this offering is pleasing to you, and may you encourage, encourage us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, and welcome to you. Please stand and hear our call to worship from Psalm 77. Hear God's word. Your ways, O God, are holy. What God is so great as our God? You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. And we respond, we will remember the deeds of the Lord. scripture reading this morning is from Psalm 77. It has been a hard week for our church family. Sal has gone to be with our Lord, and the loss is great. Sometimes, the Psalms can be a voice, can voice our feelings better than we can ourselves. I hope this is one of those times. Hear God's word from Psalm 77. I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God for, to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands, and my soul refused to be comforted. I remembered you, O oh God, and I groaned. 
I mused and my spirit grew faint. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remembered my sounds in the night. My heart mused and my spirit inquired. Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? Here we 
please be seated. This morning in our prayer, we'll recognize, as the psalmist did, that things are not right in this world. Join me in this prayer of lament, please. Holy Father, in the midst of the joy of celebrating the birth of Jesus our Lord, there is still much sadness and brokenness. This week, Sal and Jackie passed away with COVID. Berdine is sick, returning to the hospital. Many suffer with isolation and loneliness. And we've been focused on human trafficking this month. We think about the injustice and oppression that exists in our world. And we call out to you, Lord. We cry, hear our prayer. Grief surrounds us. And we do say, how long? How long until you make this world right? How long until you come and wipe every tear away? How long until justice and mercy come together? We are troubled. And with the psalmist, we ask, will you never show your favor again? Has your promise failed? Have you forgotten mercy? And even as we say those words, as we give voice to our doubts, your spirit comforts us because deep down we know that you love us. We have experienced your mercy and your faithfulness in the past. And it has sustained us through difficult times. We refuse to believe that you have deserted us, Lord, or that you are unaware of the pain we experience. And so we turn to you again longing for your presence, looking for your comfort and peace. Surround us with your unfailing love, O Lord. Remind us that you alone are God and that you hold us in the palm of your hand. Give us courage and strength to face the days ahead and strengthen us in the knowledge that we do not face them alone. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hear this encouragement and exhortation from Psalm 77, verses 11 to 14. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will meditate on all your works and consider all your mighty deeds. Your ways, O God, are holy. What God is so great as our God? You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeemed your people. Respond with me. We will remember the deeds of the Lord. Lord. Please stand and join us in singing the song, It Is Well.
Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Now this time is, is called Prayers of the People. And um, I'm going to pray back to the Lord Psalm 34. I will bless you, Lord at all times. Your praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in You, Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. And people of God, then this next verse He says, and pray this back to our Lord, O magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. I sought You, Lord, and and You answered me. And You have delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to You are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and You heard me, Lord, and saved me out of all my troubles. Oh, praise You, Lord, that the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear Him, who fear You, Lord, and You deliver them. Oh, taste and see that You, O Lord, are good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in You. Oh, fear the Lord, You as saints. 
For those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger. But those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Lord, today we bring to you those who are in struggle. Oh Lord, we, we seek you for the Salas and the Gallegos family. We pray for your comfort and your peace and your provision to them. Precious in your sight is the death of one of your saints, Lord. And as Jackie went home to be with you, I can only imagine her praising you in Dutch. Be with Ron as he was so close to his mother and yet could not be physically close at the time of her passing. Lord, for Rod's sister Brenda, after even this long a time still suffering from symptoms of COVID, I pray that you'll be with her and heal her body, God. For Lynette's sister, Berdine, broken hip and had been transferred to the hospital. There's so many things going on in her body, Lord. I pray that you will be with her and be her, her physician, her great physician, Lord. And in response, come children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. The eyes of the Lord, your eyes, Lord, are toward the righteous and your ears toward our cry. The face, your face, Lord, is against all those who do evil and you will cut the memory of them off from the earth. When the righteous cry for help to you, Lord, you hear them and deliver them out of all their troubles. Lord, you are near the brokenhearted, and you save the crushed in spirit. Lord, there are many afflictions of the righteous, but you deliver us out of them all. You keep all our bones, not one of them is broken. Affliction will slay those who are wicked, and those who hate righteousness will be condemned. But you, O oh Lord, redeem the life of your servants. None of those who take refuge in you will be condemned. Amen and amen. Good morning, everyone. 
It's different to be in this position on the stage. <laughs> I'm often on the stage, but singing, so it's good to be with you all this morning. As we get started, will you pray with me? Lord, with you it is well with our souls, and we long for a day when all will be truly well, when the trump shall resound and Christ shall descend and everything will be set right. But until that day, we praise you for the way you are working even now, for the promises you have fulfilled and continue to, to fulfill. We rejoice in the gift of this new day, and we give thanks for the opportunity to gather and listen and learn, whether in person or through a screen. As we encounter your word this morning and reflect on your goodness, I pray that we would come to know you more as the giver of life, our hope, and our salvation. Amen. Did you know that traditionally, Christmas was celebrated for 12 days. Yeah, the 12 days of Christmas is not just a silly song with turtle doves and partridges and pear trees. The church calendar marks it as a time for feasting and celebration, a time for praising God for the hope of salvation made real in the incarnation of Christ. After all of the waiting of Advent, the recognition of the brokenness of the world, and the need for a savior, Christmas is about praising God and celebrating that he has come to make all things right. And this is beautiful. Theoretically, it's great. But 12 days of celebration sounds like a lot. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I think we're almost glad to see Christmas go. We get kind of tired of listening to Christmas carols for at least six weeks six months if you're my brothers, kind of tired of shopping and cooking and talking and decorating and cleaning pine needles up off the floor. We need a nap or like a week of hibernation. It's easy to lose sight of the reason for the season, cheesy as that is, but it's true that when we do, celebration feels a lot more like work. And on top of it all, this year has been uniquely tiring and stressful and sad. So this is a time of celebration, but how do we praise? What does it mean to praise, especially in a time like this? In a time where we're tired, it feels like there is more darkness than light sometimes. Why then and how? Do we still praise God? We find some answers in the Psalms. Even before Christ took on human form, the people of God were told of God's salvation. They knew to await and look for and rejoice in the saving acts of God. And they left us with words to continue to praise, to sing of the God who saves. And now we can read the Psalms in light of the Christmas miracle. In Psalm 148, the psalmist writes these words of praise. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his host. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. 
Praise him, you highest heavens. Praise him, you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He established them forever and ever. He fixed their bounds, which cannot be passed. Praise the Lord from the earth. You sea monsters and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and frost, stormy wind fulfilling his command. Mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, creeping things and flying birds. Kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and women alike, young and old together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His glory is above earth and heaven. He has raised up for his people a horn, the praise of all his faithful servants of Israel, the people close to his heart. This is the word of the Lord. We don't know exactly what inspired this outpouring of praise from the psalmist, but what we do know is that the psalmist was so overcome by the glory and saving power of God that they summon all of creation to worship. This psalm is one of about 28 psalms that are categorized as hymns. These include a call to worship, as we see here, praise the Lord, or sometimes alleluia. These psalms often give some reason for the praise, either remembering what God has done or what God has promised to do. The psalm is directed to two groups in creation, the inhabitants of heaven and the inhabitants of earth. Praise the Lord, all angels, the hosts of heaven, sun and moon, every shining star. These heavenly bodies are to praise God, for he breathed them into being with a word. He commanded, and they were created. In the ancient world, the sun, the moon, the stars were thought to be deities by some of the surrounding cultures. So the psalmist here is making quite a statement that's kind of lost, the strength of which is kind of lost in our culture today, that God is sovereign and only God is worthy of praise. And because God is sovereign and creator, the psalmist continues, praise the Lord, all the earth, the oceans, the fire, the snow, the wind, mountains, plants, and all animals, wild and domesticated, all people, rulers and peasants, men and women, young and old. Everyone is called to and united by this worship. There are no divisions in the community that gathers before the throne. Together, all the earth praises the Lord, for he is sovereign over earth and heaven. And his name alone is exalted. Humans join the angels in their praise of God, the only two groups in this psalm with the capacity for speech. The psalmist begins by invoking the angels' praise and ends by inviting praise from human beings. Angels and humans in heaven and on earth give their words to the God whose word gives them life. To God the Son, the word made flesh, who is the light and life of this world. And it's interesting here that creation is called to praise with the same words, praise the Lord, that invite the angels and humans to praise God. Can creation praise? What does the praise of creation even look like? 
In the psalm, we see that the very existence of God's creation bears witness to the goodness and glory of its creator. And while the initial perfection of creation has been broken, it has not been lost altogether. So when the sun sets over the mountains or the stars twinkle in the night sky, think of this as praise to God. When a sapling grows into a tree and yields fruit to feed the birds, this is praise to God. When animals hibernate quietly under the snow, this too is praise to God. It is praise also when a farmer harvests a crop or when an architect finishes a home or when a musician perfects a song. It is praise when our acts, our words, and the right working of creation testify to the goodness of God. In the winter, I am most aware of the praise of creation and most inspired to praise when I go skiing. And I should preface saying, I am not a fan of winter. I don't like to be cold. I think snow is gross, especially when it melts and it gets dark so early. But I really love to ski. I love sitting on the chairlift on a sunny day and seeing the snow glitter up at me. And I love feeling the wind on my face on the way down. And I think that blue sky and green pine and white snow might, might be the best color combination in the world. I love skiing. And when I'm skiing, I feel like singing, which, yes, I do sing quite a bit when I'm happy, which probably comes as no surprise to most of you. I just, I know it would be super strange to be flying down the mountain just, hallelujah, but I want to. I want to. And according to the Psalms, this impulse maybe isn't all that weird because we were made to praise. We're made to recognize God in our lives and respond. And the Psalms testify that all of creation together owes its breath to the God who breathed it into being in the beginning. In Psalm 148, the psalmist calls all creation, and especially Israel, to praise specifically because God has raised up for his people a horn. The praise of all his faithful servants, of Israel, the people close to his heart. The horn is an announcement of victory and might. In some books of the Old Testament, horn refers to the power of the anointed, or the king's saving power. In others, horn is a synonym for strength. So God raising up a horn recalls to Israel every victory of God in their story. Every time God enacted justice, every rescue, every saving act, every answer to prayer. This phrase in the psalm remembers what God has done, but also remembers who God is, proclaiming with steadfast hope what God will do. And the people of Israel knew that God had promised to set things right, to send a Messiah and save them, but they did not know who and they did not know how. But we know who and we know how. From our place in history, on this side of the revelation of Jesus, we see the outworking of God's salvation. In the New Testament, 
Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, was one of the first to recognize Jesus as the fulfillment of God's promises, even before Jesus was born. He broke into this song of praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has looked favorably on his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a mighty Savior for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke through the mouth of his holy prophets from of old. Here, mighty Savior is the interpretation of a Greek phrase, horn of salvation. In the psalm, God has raised up for his people a horn of salvation, the praise of all his faithful servants, of all the people close to his heart. So why do we praise? The horn of salvation has sounded. Jesus has come. He is the word made flesh and he will set all things right. In Christ, we too are included in the promises of God to Israel. We are included in the saving work of Christ, foretold from of old. And how do we praise? We praise with all creation, lifting our voices to join the song of the heavens and the earth. And we walk in Jesus' footsteps, praising with our actions, aligning our lives with God's will. Christ is truly the reason for the celebration of this season. He is the reason for praise in every season. But what about the seasons when praise feels impossible? When you feel like you can't praise? When the brokenness, darkness, the coldness of the world is more obvious than the beauty? Some of us here have recently suffered the, de- the passing of family members or friends, people gone too soon, too tragically. Some of us here might be skeptical about all of this about God, even if there is something compelling about it. Some of us might feel overcome by anxiety or depression, and to cope with the sadness and the doubt, we're just numb. If this is you, if you feel like you can't praise, remember that lament is still worship. It is worship because it recognizes that God is sovereign, even in our pain. Lament cries out to God, knowing that only God is healer, knowing that the God incarnate can understand what you are experiencing. And if you have no words of worship at all, if you feel like you cannot praise, it's okay. The rest of the world still does. The world still does, and it will, and it will sing for you until you can accept the invitation and join in with the song. And then realize that Christ was always with you. The Psalms can give us words when we are speechless with despair or joy, when we are stunned by tragedy or beauty. And these words remind us that we are not alone. God is with us. And we remember this truth with all creation. 
There's something healing about participating in the joy and the praise of creation and the church. Over time, it tunes our hearts again to see the goodness of God in our lives. So Psalm 148 invites us to praise God, to join together with the heavens and the earth, to share in the testimony that God has raised up a horn of salvation. In our Christmas reality, these words remind us that God has sent a mighty Savior in the form of a baby to fulfill every promise and make all things right. So let us praise the Lord, not to ignore the reality of suffering, but to remember that it is not the end of our story. Let us praise the Lord because we remember that he is good and he will be good. Let us praise the Lord, for Christ has come. Amen. People of God, please stand and let us praise our God together.
on this last Sunday of 2020, praise God, to hear this blessing from Ephesians chapter 3. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to Him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations for forever and ever Amen. Go in peace.